0: hello hello oh my gosh
1: and you know what for october it is warm
0: (laughs) it's warm in this room it's not warm in the world i
1: mean i'm also wearing like a giant hoodie that oh i
0: didn't know it had like a fleece inside
1: no but i see it you want to touch it it feels
0: nice yeah yeah it's soft
1: Uh, he's so afraid to like Be affectionate with me, guys. I,
0: would that even have been affectionate if I'd like pet the inside of your hoodie. It would
1: have been a little more affectionate I, than you usually are. I with touched me. it
0: and you're welcome. And again, there it's a two-way street. It's not like you're hugging me all the time. Would you like me to? No. I think what we have is working pretty well. Okay. The decade of friendship is an attest to that. Okay, we know? were telling we
1: were telling everyone on the live chat that we've only ever hugged each other if like someone in the family <laughs> dies. Or he also hugged me the day Carol Channing died. I did. I got a hug. That's that a family day. member. That is a family member. You and Carol were like
0: this. We were
1: oh, we were like twins.
0: I know. It's like looking in the mirror, I bet. I know. I feel so empty now. Well,
1: don't we all? Doesn't was- the world feel empty now that Carol Channing is no longer with us? I
0: think she's always going to live on through you. Oh, isn't, isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't she?
1: Isn't she? <laughs>
0: Hi everybody, welcome back to Two Game Match the Podcast. It's Matt Palmer and it's Matt Steele. We're back again another week, and today, and you know what I got to say about the weather? Let's say it. I'm say it. happy that it finally feels like fall. It was a little overcast today, and like almost a little drizzly, but I will take that if that means that the highs are low seventies and the lows are in like the high fifties. Like I was summered out by like mid August, so this whole September and early October heat we were having. I didn't need it and so I'm just happy we're here now.
1: You made it. It's very different for you now that you don't live on the west side like me, because me- the west side, you know, we got the breeze, darling. Yeah. Now you live higher up I and do. it's a little warmer where you are now. So how has that changed now that it's been like officially a year since you've lived with me? Yes. How has that change been? Like dealing with that weather wise?
0: I mean, honestly. Central air solves all. (laughs) Like, if there's anything that has made the transition easy, it's the fact that it's always going to be, like, 75 in this apartment.
1: And then you walk outside and go, oh!
0: I know. I'm like, oh, it's warm today. (laughs) I get surprised. The thing is, I should ask my... uh, a-L-E-X-A's or look at my phone more often before leaving the home but I don't do it and so I get surprised. Mm. You, know? you don't like check your phone to see the weather when you like pick your outfit for the day? I do sometimes but sometimes I forget and I get shocked. I just assume and sometimes you, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Mm. <laughs> and That's not what I want. Lesson to be learned you know? children. I bet I'm the first person to ever say that. I know. <laughs> so Matt Steele yes. how was your week?
1: My week was very good. Yeah. I worked. I went to the cinema. I don't know. I, I, I went to a, a restaurant with a friend Can you tell uh,
0: us what you saw or is that going to come up later? It's
1: going to come up later. Thank you so so much. (laughs) And boy, was
0: it cinema. All right.
1: Um, And I don't know. I just worked. I really can't say I did anything at all interesting this week except Mm. like
0: see a movie and eat a nice dinner. Okay. <laughs> I love one that. Night. I love that. Yeah. How
1: about you? What did you do?
0: Um, I also didn't do anything too crazy on Friday. Uh, we went over to Jackson's sisters and he has uh, his aunt and uncle in town. And so we met up with them and had dinner and that was lovely. Last night we watched the Dodger game uh, because they were in the playoffs. And unfortunately they did not win the series of so the Dodgers, even though they had one of the best records of anybody in baseball ever during the regular season, they will no longer be in the playoffs.
1: You know, I just hope that both teams had fun. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. I, I hope everyone's checks clear when I, they get cash. Now
0: that I believe did happen. I don't believe the Dodgers had fun, but they their checks will clear absolutely. And I bet
1: they're having fun cashing those
0: checks. I bet they are. And you
1: know, it's a little bit of time
0: off. Like if we're gonna do a glass half full, half empty. Hey, <laughs> hey, let's have some time off. Hey, str- they are living stress free now. I think one of those Dodgers. It was announced had a baby that day of that game yesterday. Oh my god, that's so great! And so you'll have time to spend with the baby.
1: Congratulations <laughs> to the Dodger who had the
0: baby. Did I, he go to the game? No. Oh, he did go to the game. They flew him from helicopter. Like, he drove to L.A. to be with his wife when giving. Actually, we've never talked about sports this much. To wow. be with his wife while she was giving birth. And okay. then got helicoptered back to San Diego for the game. And then they lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yes. he must
1: be, like, a very, like, important player. I then they were just like, we are, Motherfucker, we are flying you in. Because I know that, like, baseball teams have, like, m- multiple. I don't know. Is there, like, 20 to a game? Girl, I don't know. But I know that only, like, nine. Nine of them, nine or ten, like only play
0: per game, right? So, but I think
1: he just like take that day off, or like, were they like, no, motherfucker, we I, need you? Yeah, no,
0: because the thing is, if they had lost, they were out of the series, and maybe he was an important part of the batting lineup. <laughs> I, I think it's lineup when like the order of which people bat. Things. I call it the cast list. Okay, I don't think it's that. When I was talking about the people uh, in the stands, I was like, oh, what's the audience saying? The o- I was like, I guess they're a crowd. They're not. An they're audience. an audience. I don't know. There's a lot of rules. Things are said differently on the baseball field. So yes, we watched that last night, and then today we had some friends come over and hosted a nice, cute little brunch for uh, Sarah and her firefighter boyfriend, oh. her fiance, almost husband, Eric. How and are that they was doing? Awesome. They're doing great. That's I was good. very kind of them to drive all the way because they were coming from Long Beach, so it was quite a trek. Mm. But it was lovely to see them. I have
1: made them a great meal. I
0: mean, there from was Long Beach. It was literally all carbs. It was like pancakes and biscuits and pumpkin bread. There was some bacon. There was some egg scramble. But we got, you know, some champagne. Everybody left happy. But the carbs were the most important. Oh, carbs were just everywhere. So it's really been nice. And now I'm here with you. Isn't that lovely? It is it is so loverly. It, <laughs> so, lo- is that a musical reference? Yes. Wouldn't
1: it be loverly, My Fair Lady?
0: Oh, I don't know My Fair Lady. I'm uh, sorry. But You
1: know the song, Wouldn't It Be Loverly? All what what I do. I want is a room somewhere uh, far away from the cold night.
0: Why wouldn't you start in the chorus? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you give me the first that's verse. The, that's how it goes. That, is, that's, well, but that's is there the, not a chorus on this song?
1: You don't know how old fashioned show tunes work. I, it's just that. chorus, chorus, bridge, <laughs> chorus. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. that's how it works. And like the verse would be like a little intro. Oh. But wouldn't it be loverly? Doesn't have that. I can't believe you are saying you don't know the song. Wouldn't it be loverly? On the week of Angela Lansbury's death. I mean, like, how? Did, I mean, Angela Lansbury was never in My Fair Lady, but <laughs> so still, I you, find this offensive.
0: I was going back and forth actually when I was ordering the stories. Would you like to talk about Angela now, or do you want to wait until the end of the segment?
1: I mean, this is something I never wanted to ever talk about. Let's talk about so it. So I guess we'll just do it now and get it over with because this go. was
0: hard. All right. Oh, am I? Yes, yes. I mean, Angela Lansbury has passed away. She was a screen and Broadway Icon. She was 96 at the time. She died in her sleep in her L.A. home. And uh, in five days, she would have turned 97. She had three Oscar nominations for Gaslight, Mm -hmm. the picture of Dorian Gray, and the Manchurian Candidate for 12 years. She played Jessica Fletcher on Murder,
1: She Wrote. Six Tony Awards, one of them a Lifetime Achievement Award, and five regular competitive Tony Awards. I, I, I mean... When I tell you I found out the news when our friend Corey texted us Mm -hmm. and all I just saw was Angela Lansbury Mm. and I have never pulled over to the side of a highway faster. Wait, you pulled over on the highway? Yes, I did.
0: Lord. Yes, I did because I was like, no,
1: no, no. What, you wanted me to find out as I was driving? No, I needed to take a break. (sighs) Thank you. Yes. Or else there would have been a pile of... Okay, no,
0: I didn't want that but I was like, (laughs) maybe you could exit.
1: (laughs) No, I had to stop right then and there. Okay. So, I mean, the thing is and I, you know, tweeted this out, Angela Lansbury Is very much like that celebrity that I think all of us just kind of assumed would always be around. Mm. Like, and it might have something to do with a the fact that like she was so beloved, but B because she always played like from 30 years old on, she Mm. always played like in her 60s. Oh, really? Like, she always played so she kind of always just felt like that ageless grandma that we all Mm. had that was just always gonna be there. And I mean, words cannot describe how much of a legend this woman is, and so. You know, when someone dies, even when they are older and they pass away, it's not surprising. But there was a surprise element to it mm-hmm. because I was always just like, this is never going to happen. She's always going to be here. Wow. But, you know, it it doesn't mean it, it doesn't hurts any less. Like, you go back and look at all of their amazing work. And I just want to say I... Was so lucky to have seen her perform live. I saw her. Oh, wow. I didn't know you had. Yeah, I saw her in 2009 when she was in the Broadway revival of Blythe Spirit Front Row Center. Wow. And she was like 83 at the time performing this pretty physical role. She was playing like a a loopy uh, psychic. And I was front row center at the Schubert Theater and just like seeing this woman who who you know was of a certain age and had this whole history behind her just still be so on it and so sharp and so good and so funny it, it was just wonderful and i'm i'm so happy that i that I got to see her in one of her Tony Award-winning roles. Wow. Um, so, yes, yeah, I mean, what, what's your history with Angela, with I, Angie? I
0: feel like I was aware of Murder, She Wrote, you know, as a young person maybe at a grandparent's house, and that was probably on. And I know that she was in Beauty and the Beast, Miss Potts, Mrs. Potts? Misses, mm-hmm. uh, she's Mrs. married. Oh, yes, Mrs. Potts. Um, And I saw that many were affected, and so my heart goes out to all that were affected.
1: Yeah, so it was a lot of Angela Lansbury viewing content. I watched mm-hmm. a lot of like clips from Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which was one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Like as a kid, I watched an amazing um, clip of her watching herself perform Roses Turn. Oh, interesting! From the seventies when she was in it on Broadway, when she was in Gypsy on Broadway in the seventies, and watching her watch it, she was like. I didn't know this footage existed and she, you know, was watching it and she was getting emotional and she's like, it's amazing to watch this now having never really seen myself in this show mm. and watch myself now watching something that at the time I thought I was just doing. Okay. Really? And, and she's like, and she's like, and watching it now and you know, she verbalized this, but <laughs> you knew the subtext was like, damn, I was good. <laughs> like, like watching good her, for her herself and realizing like, fuck, I was so good. I love in that. This show. And which she was like any footage you can see of her as Mama Rose and Gypsy. Watch it immediately. Um, I mean, not enough can be said. So, mm. rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Yes. Rest in peace. To we her. love you forever.
0: All right. Uh, did you see that Silk Sonic has bowed out from submitting their album for Grammy consideration? Uh, the last Grammy Awards, uh, they won many awards, I believe. Record and song. Record and song for Leave the Door Open. Yeah. And so in a statement to Rolling Stone, Bruno Mars revealed that the duo, which was formed with Anderson Park, will not su- will not submit their album in the evening with Silk Sonic for Grammys consideration. We truly put our... Uh, our- are all on this record, but Silk Sonic would like to gracefully, humbly, and most importantly, sexually bow out of submitting our album this year. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, We thank the Grammys for allowing us to perform on their platform, not once, but twice, and awarding us at last year's ceremony. We'd be crazy to ask for anything more. Um, I just am wondering what the reasoning is behind this. I'm excited because let's all clear the runway for Renaissance to win album of the year.
1: Which I do think Renaissance still could have won if Silk Sonic was still in. I do think it still could have won. It's a newer album. The Grammys know their history of like, we've never awarded Beyonce album of the year, which of course that hasn't stopped them from preventing her from winning in the past, but still like this year, even more so. Um, but still, hey, it just, it just, as some might say, it leaves the door open. It does leave <laughs> a the little door more. open.
0: Leaves that door open a little more. And I personally felt, and I feel like I mentioned this in the Discord and got some pushback, but I will say it here, my, and maybe I watch too much reality TV and I think there's always got to be drama, mm-hmm. but to me, if I'm Anderson Park or Bruno Mars, this feels like, Bruno Mars has decided he does not want to take this win from Beyonce, doesn't want to take this win from whomever. And while Anderson Pocket was pointed out to me, has won three Grammys of his own prior to Silk Sonic. I don't know. If, I don't believe any of those are album of the year. It feels like Bruno was like, I have not lost a Grammy in like eight years or something insane. And so the idea of me taking this from her on this side project, I don't know. Maybe this is all conjecture. Maybe this is being made up in my head. But if all I'm saying is if I was Anderson Park and this decision was made or someone came to me with this, I'd be like, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> we will be submitting. I will ride your coattails to the album of the year because I fucking want one. I
1: wonder when it's like a duo like that, who has the final say?
0: I want, I mean, they must sort of have thing. come to an agreement together. Like, I don't I think if they had not come to an agreement, they would have just submitted still. Because it's right. like, there's even no promise you'll get nominated. They would have. And there's no promise they would have won. They might have. But either way... Maybe Bruno was just sort of thinking
1: optimistically for Beyonce, but also being like, ooh, but I don't want to ever lose a Grammy. So
0: if I just take it out of contention, I'll never have lost. I think, you no, know, he has lost, like in his debut era and stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's been a minute that he's lost, but he has. And
1: when he was probably like, I don't like this feeling of losing, so... <laughs> Take I out.
0: I'm just wondering what it's all about. And I'm I'm looking closely at Bruno's socials. He's not tweet like he's not Instagramming about Anson Pac a lot. I don't know. I personally think there's Shovel in Paradise, but again, I watch a lot of Housewives. So, that's, so maybe this is what <laughs> is coloring uh, my vision there. Do you think uh, Bruno Mars's next album will be the Divorce album from Anderson <laughs> Pop? Hey, that'd be one to listen to. I'd I, be interested. I'd love
1: some Bruno Mars' sad songs. I mean. He writes a good sad he'd song. Catch he'd catch a grenade for you. He'd catch a grenade for you.
0: What a great, I love that Oh, that's a, it's amazing It's so song. dramatic amazing, song. ridiculous, but it's amazing. Well, speaking of the Grammys. Uh-huh. Nicki Minaj and Lotto are currently feuding on Twitter, or I think they were feuding, I don't remember, I think it was Friday night, and it was because apparently Nicki Minaj's single Super Freaky Girl, which was originally submitted in the rap categories uh, at the Grammys, has now been placed in the pop category. The Grammys, someone at the Grammys decided, no, this is a pop song. Nicki's song. Nicki's song, Nicki's song is uh, Super Freaky in the pop category. Yes. Okay. And this led to Nicki to go on Instagram Live, in which she said, well, I hope Lotto's big energy should also be moved to the pop category, because it was produced by the same person who we don't like to mention, and it's a similar vibe of, you know, pop rap rap like, crossover. Why is she still in the rap category? And then Lotta responded by saying, damn, I can't win for losing all these awards slash knobs. I can't even celebrate. Um, and then they just begin going back and forth because apparently Nikki had slid into... Lotto's DMs after this Instagram live or after all of this happened with the Grammys being like why aren't you publicly supporting me and my being upset about this Grammy nomination not going the way I think it should. And Lotto was like well we've been talking to each other in DMs a lot and the last time we talked you were very rude and like blah blah blah. And so this was a back and forth for the ages. Lotto is playing recorded audio of their phone conversations. Nikki is showing DM receipts of uh, Lotto asking to be on you know, are asking Nikki to feature on songs and Nikki turning her down. And it's just like, what is this based on? What is this about?
1: Yeah, guys, the nominations aren't even out. They're yeah. not even out. You no, can, it could be neither of them that get nominated. It
0: could be neither <laughs> like, of them. And also like, as the thing about this, Nikki is right. This is a rap song. The verses are rapped. It is as mu- it samples, you know, a rap song in MC hammers. Can't touch this, even though those are both a sample of, um, you know, uh, what's his face. Fucking, uh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're both an 80s sample of Rick James um. and, um, a Super Freak. But. Either So it's like, yes, your song is a rap song and probably should be in the rap category. It being moved to pop doesn't make much sense, but this has nothing to do with Lotto. Yeah. You literally could have left big energy out of your discussion altogether. You could say, this is my reasoning for thinking that this should be in rap, blah, 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 blah. And even if you're going to use her for an example, you don't need her to publicly back you up if you know that behind the scenes it has not been you know, perfectly, we're all in great company yeah. with one another. And
1: what power does Lotto have to change that? Not,
0: she just could like publicly come out and support. Sure, but it's like I would have publicly come out and supported you if you hadn't like turned me down three times for features and like been subtweeting me because Nikki gets very insecure about like new rap girls coming up. And so, since Big Energy, I think, has been on the charts for like a solo female rap song, I think now the longest of anyone in history. Okay, it's like Nikki doesn't like. So, it just feels like, sure, Nikki, at the end of the day, she has a point. It doesn't really make sense to me why this song would be in the pop category. Lotto should have nothing to do with this. And honestly, I was just scrolling through their feeds and making sure Mariah wasn't mentioned. Because (laughs) it's so clearly an overlap of an issue. And I just think I'd love Mariah to stay out of the fray. And she did. So, Let's celebrate that. Look to at quote that. Oprah Look at that and
1: Lindsay. Well, hello.
0: Let's celebrate that.
1: Let's celebrate that, guys. She <laughs> rose above.
0: She did. Did you
1: think Mariah thought about this? Conference? I wonder
0: if she and Lotto have private. If they have discussed it, it's been in private, which is how it all should have been. It should have all happened privately. But we know too much, Nikki. I hope you just like. I want her to be more secure in mm-hmm. her legacy and like not feel the need to fight with all of these new girls coming up.
1: I wonder, like, when Mariah found out, if she'd be like, "Oh, she's going in pop." <laughs> I thought she rapped. <laughs> I really genuinely did think she rapped. I mean, I'm whatever. sure she heard
0: about it and it's like, Nikki causing problems, shocker. Or- <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great. And speaking, there's more Grammy news for uh, like the Grammys that the nominations haven't even come out yet. Jeez. Taylor Swift has officially submitted Red, Taylor's version for Grammy's consideration. She has submitted it for album of the year and best country album to which...
1: Best country album? (laughs) Wait, are we still calling Red a country album? That's what
0: she is I guess. And it's like Taylor, I'm excited to hear your album in like four or five days. This is ridiculous. (laughs) The album is not different enough from what was released in 2012 or whatever for you to be resubmitting the full like it would be one thing if you're like all too well I'm submitting which she is well, first I'm submitting song of the, Year, yes. the, the 10 minute version it's a new single now it's a new version of the song absolutely that I makes think, sense I think it could win Song of the Year, and honestly. I wouldn't like, hate it yeah Album of a, the year nominated for like a reissue of an album that was already nominated for album of the year is crazy. I'm um, sorry. I,
1: who was, was it, someone on our discord cord was talking about, Oh, I hope that Renaissance wins and like red is nominated again. So when they say the album of the year winner is red. <laughs> and so Taylor has the same reaction that she and all her people had when they thought red, won her yes, random access even, memories.
0: Yes. That would be very funny. I would enjoy that. But to me, it's just like, Taylor, you have enough. You have enough. (laughs) And like you just got an album of the year. Midnight is coming out like She's about to win an Oscar. I mean, she could. Unfortunately, let's hope that doesn't happen because it's. Oh, I was thinking for Amsterdam for her supporting oh, actress. Sorry. For getting run well, over by a car. Most certainly won't happen. I was thinking for her all too well the short film. The short film. The short film. I guys, song of the year. Let's go for it. Yes, that, that, would, be that would be an excellent win. That would be an excellent win. Yes, very deserving. I think
1: that's the award we should have our eye on the prize. And what on. a song! And I mean, what a song! What, what a, a song.
0: masterpiece! Um In other good news, uh, Alex Jones has been found guilty of defamation in order to pay close to a billion dollars uh, to the families of the children who uh, the, of the Sandy Hook mass shooting because he has made a living off of saying that it was a hoax.
1: Does he have a billion dollars? I think
0: it's all coming from InfoWars. Like, his whole, whole company, company is going to be siphoning money out of it. And there's a video of him, like, hearing the judgment and hearing the judge say, oh, he's God. just like, do they really think they're going to get this money out of me? And it's like, yeah, bitch, they fucking just, are. Just, like, talking over the verdict. Yes! Like.
1: And, and, like, telling people, like, give us more, give us more, and we're going to fight this. Give us more. It's just like, oh, my God. And like, how grifty can you just be? A, a,
0: what a disgusting human being. And I think what he's done is so vile and horrifying. That yeah. like, give him another billion. Charge him another fucking billion. These victims' families did not deserve any of this ever. And he, I mean, he just makes my stomach turn. And I liked that he is having a bad week. And I, I hate the man. <laughs> Long story short. And speaking of people I hate, Donald Trump getting subpoenaed. Hey, hey. For January sixth hearings, we love that. And to add, unfortunately, add to the list of people we hate. <laughs> Someone we haven't thought about since, you know, she shared the stage with Madonna at the Super Bowl and flicked off the camera. Oh, did she? Yeah. Remember that? No. (laughs) MIA came out as an anti-vaxxer. She tweeted, if Alex Jones pays for lying, shouldn't every celebrity pushing vaccines pay too? Girl. Like, why? Like, why can we not enjoy a song with like you know cash register song uh, sounds and gunshots on our own time, like you could have just quietly like wrote again, sent an email to yourself. The solution to <laughs> most problems, in my estimation, is just send an email to yourself.
1: Send an email to yourself. You're, Do you actually send it or do you just save as draft as Um, Katy Perry would tell us to do?
0: I think I just save it. I just have it in the drafts. It's like I have the email written out and just save it. And And then do you delete the drafts? No. Oh, How many drafts do you have? I mean, I don't get this mad a lot. (laughs) So I don't have that many. But sometimes you get to go back and go, woo, I was mad. And she could (laughs) have come back to this in two years, hopefully, when she stopped being a fucking idiot. It's like, woo, I was an idiot. (laughs) But alas, she has to tell the entire world that she's an idiot right now. And it's like, why? Why?" And so now she's getting dropped from like the little bookings she She was involved in some sort of GQ Man of the Year issue or something, and got an email being like, "Well, since the tweet, no thanks." And it's uh. like, for someone who's barely booked already, why would you do this? Why would you do this? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exhausted. I can't believe you have
1: all those drafts just on your email. <laughs> it's not a lot. I, I'm someone who like must have zero, like the number zero next to everything. Nah. Like if I have a like on iPhone, like the little red well, dot. Well, it doesn't come up as a red dot. It doesn't. But still, like when I go to my email, it will still have numbers next to drafts. And I can't have that. I can't have that. This, uh, well, this seems like a personal problem. I like a good cleanse. Just everything to be clear okay you know wow, well, like the Beyonce diet when she did dream Girls. that's not, not lemon and ca- lemon juice and cayenne and it's pepper. like looking back at that was that healthy <laughs> absolutely not but baby that was the film of her life it and was. She was the performance of a life she was gonna
0: be Diana Ross she was running on that treadmill looking at a plastic Oscar man are all the pop girls just nuts <laughs> It's like who are we talking about this is like my favorite person but it's like what was that about
1: <laughs> you know what we were trying everything we this really was, were this young
0: Beyonce um, and very fun Leah Michelle news. <laughs> Chris Colfer was on, um, Michelle Collins podcast, or, or on Michelle Collins, uh, Sirius XM show and, uh, the host Michelle Collins, who's amazing and hilarious, you should listen to her podcast, Midnight Snack. Very good. Um, asked if he'd be seeing Leah, Michelle, and Funny Girl on Broadway. He responded, Wow, my day suddenly got so full. <laughs> Tried to change the subject about how he recently saw and enjoyed six, and then ended with like whence Michelle was like, No, you really should come. I have an extra ticket. You should come with me. Oh, she was she, egging him on. She Chris was like, Let's has, get another quote. No, I can be triggered at home. <laughs> <laughs> I. And the thing is, and I uh, this is what I requested after this interaction occurred, I was like, I need a documentary about what happened on the Glee set. And Discovery Plus has announced a three-part documentary about the highs and lows of the show's production. The show will reportedly address Leah Michelle's onset behavior, as well as the effect of the deaths of Cory Monteith and Naya Rivera. While the press re- release says key cast and crew members will participate in the documentary, they did not confirm which ones.
1: First of all, what the hell is
0: discovery plus It this is, is a new
1: platform i got to get
0: it 's that thing that I think bought hbo max it 's like warner discovery plus and they're they 're the people who did the Army Hammer documentary that came out recently oh so I guess they 're like docu drama types, and you know what i 'm going to watch this one as much as like i 'm not a true crime girl, but this is a true crime I have to know about <laughs> <laughs> this' a true crime I need to get to the bottom of I know, Honestly, i 've never
1: seen an episode like a full episode of Glee in my life. I might watch oh, this. I might must, watch this. You
0: must because yeah. like I have just have to know. The de- the deaths I feel like will be sad. Sure. You sure. know, but the Leah Michelle shit is like give me everything.
1: And we well, just and it's I don't think it's just the Leah Michelle stuff. It's like everyone. Like there was were yeah, so many feuds. It's
0: everyone. And I would I'm just I I'm, can't believe. Curious. I can't believe none of those like none of the cast has written a tell all book about this yet like
1: Naya Rivera she
0: did but i don't think it i don't know it wasn't all it was like about her life i'm like i guess everyone wants to write about their life but at some point if i were on that set i'd be like well what do the people want they want to know what happened on the fucking set of glee and i can tell them yeah hello yes. speaking of no. jeanette mccurdy got like a million-dollar book deal for I her debut know. novel. I'm excited for her. Good for her. Good for her. Killing it. I want to still uh, listen to or read her memoir, and I have not yet. Uh, Issa Rae has called out Ezra Mil- Miller by name and says that the Ezra Miller crisis reveals how far Hollywood will go to protect offenders. I'm gonna be real. The stuff that's happening with Ezra Miller to me is a microcosm of Hollywood. There's this person who's a repeat offender who's been behaving atrociously and is opposed to shutting down and shutting down the pro- and shutting uh, the production down. There's an effort to save the movie and them. That is a clear example of the lengths that Hollywood will go to save itself and protect offenders.
1: Ezra Miller is kind of like the Invisible Man. Like, he, <laughs> like, he just like, like they just like pop up in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah and just like, boom, something horrible I happened the thing, and, they, and then they're
1: gone and it's like, wait, right. where did they it's go? Like,
0: you really could have canceled that Flash movie that you were having him star mm-hmm. in and they did not. It's like, guys, he cannot just go on an apology press tour. He is like, or they, excuse me, have been terrorizing people all across the country and it's like, no, we the country. <laughs>
1: Across Is it the world, because
0: it was Japan too, wasn't it's it? Like
1: Hawaii, <laughs> and then Vermont, and all right. then those are parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that no, I was making fun of the fact that it actually was all it across. It was. It wasn't just like one location. So uh, yes, I know all across oh, the world. Yes, 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 like. Yes. Wild. wild and how? H- how how is this person getting away with it and how where is are they now are they behind me I, like i want to know.
0: keep looking behind you because they could pop up at any time but i think since like the sh- film is back on and they've done their pressed apology tour they've been a little quieter we haven't gotten any more rajra miller stories in a couple weeks true but i appreciate Issa for coming out and being honest because I feel like so many celebrities think this, feel this, and would not say it and say the name.
1: Well, I'm just curious. That's like, is The Flash such a money-making <laughs> aspect of, what is it, Marvel, DC? I don't know. Probably DC, actually. Is, is The Flash like the big money-maker? <laughs> No, so it's not Superman. Right, so like just make another Superman movie. Those, I don't know. And
0: all those DC movies don't do well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right, like so, what's it matter? We're not going B list DC, yeah. Um,
1: unless it's like the head honchos like the Batman or something right. like that. Yeah, they did that do? Always, oh, did the Batman do well? The Batman did very well. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's actually great. <laughs> like <laughs> I really liked the Batman. I
0: love that. Um, Well, I don't have that much more. I just want to give a shout out to Brandy, who is currently recovering from uh, in a hospital after suffering a possible seizure, which is very upsetting. Thoughts and prayers go out to her. An incredible, incredible talent. I only want good things for Brandy always, as we know. Get well soon, Brandy. Get well soon to Brandy. And, you know, I mentioned this in the Discord and Matt Steele judged me for being thirsty. But I'm just saying for all listeners out there interested in men, you should look up Jonathan Majors in Men's Health magazine. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, wait—he's a singer?
0: No, he's in Men's Health. He's an actor.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying that he had music
0: or something. No, he does I, not have music. My uh, God, you <laughs> you <laughs> I never mean, know. I, that's Ooh, true. I bet, he Inter- has, I bet he has a
1: real deep voice. <laughs> I don't
0: know what the voice sounds like. Idris Elba does rap, which is upsetting, but um. No, Jonathan Majors just acts and looks great. He could sing
1: me a song at our wedding.
0: Well, you you call us all garbage people for posting thirsty no, it's okay. No, it's
1: because you posted him, and then all of a sudden, everyone in the Discord was posting hot men, and I was like, <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are trash, hey, y'all are thirsty out here. So need, I was making fun of all of
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> you need more reason to join the Patreon. You'll get links like that throughout the day. Um, so is there any other news for idiots you want to share with the people? I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. I'm not I'm <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> Come back. Come back. Yes. We'll be back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin. Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is
0: only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All
1: right, guys, we're back and I'm still warm.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are back. It's happening. You know, I
1: work hard. I always give my one hundred percent, so I (laughs) exert a lot of energy and that's a lot of
0: heat. Some people only give seventy
1: five. I heard. I heard that as well. Is that weird? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so we are on email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of emailing my heart if you email us at 2 at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O, or if you are watching this on YouTube, you can comment below. Mm. Or if you didn't, or if we didn't get any emails this week, you could just be in the live chat and asking us questions, and we'll answer them, which is what this week is all about, ladies it's and true. gentlemen. We got some good questions. Absolutely. Which one do you want to answer first, Let's do
0: Maxwell's first. So
1: Maxwell, our dear friend, who has a great voice, um, asked us, what is the worst marketing move by a pop girly
0: and there were some options being thrown around in the live chat um we were also debating like accidental marketing move
1: like oh this happened by accident and this was a mess or like purposeful intentional marketing moves and we
0: decided on the latter i think it's purposeful It's it's not like we can say like what ashley simpson that snl thing like that was an accident i think real things that were planned um even though i personally don't think it's that bad the day Mariah crashed TRL and like took her shirt off back in 01 to promote glitter. Did not go over well with the general public. They were not familiar with her sense of humor and she was going on very little sleep at that time. So it did seem a little high energy and it was, it, there was a lot of blowback. It's so
1: interesting because back. if it happens now, like everyone would have loved it. Like everyone was like, oh, oh, Mariah's being energetic ab- and yes. goofy on TRL. She's giving out ice cream. She is a generous queen. Yes. Like I think everyone would have loved it. And if people are like, is she, is she a little messy right now? Kind of fun. You know, like people would have loved it now, but back then, back
0: then, that's the thing. That was
1: a note. The Bush years, they didn't like that.
0: There are certain things, like when you watch the Janet Jackson Super Bowl event of it all, it's just like certain things that back then at the time, like we're all encompassing. Like this is the biggest drama ever. If it happened today, it'd be like, I,
1: cool. <laughs> right? like, Even then you were ahead of your time. You were like, this is cool.
0: It was cool. Yeah. And, it uh, was cool. It was cool. And I stand and by it. forget it. There was also a moment around that same time where she was out, Uh, Side, I I think around Tower Records with her uh, then publicist, Cindy Berger. And she was answering a question on a mic and she was rambling a little bit as she's wont to do. And Cindy like tries to pull the mic out of her hand. And Mariah's like, Cindy, Cindy. See, all I was going to say is I just give the haters positivity. Can't even get a thought out these days. See ya. And it's like, oh, (laughs) it was a, Rough time for us as lambs. This is a rough time for her. It was a rough time for her. We were all in the same society. Things that came up, or do you want to talk about? Well, I just want to say we made it through the rain. We did, and that was quite a song. And the first time I heard a clip of that song, I cried. I mean, it's a beautiful song. Beautiful.
1: Um, so something interesting. Now, I think people wanted us to talk about last week, but then we forgot. Um, that I just remembered. This isn't a pop girly thing, Mm. but like. The marketing that happened with the new Broadway musical, Bad Cinderella. <laughs> that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's <laughs> new musical that is opening at the Imperial Theater. Uh, I don't know if it's the end of this year or in early 2023. Um, they changed the title from Cinderella <laughs> to Bad Cinderella. Mm. And there was already some scandal with this production like that happened in London. And so it was not coming to Broadway on like the friendliest of terms. Right. Uh, but so they decided to change the title. And they have a new girl playing Cinderella. And uh, they decided to announce the title change. They're going to do something real fun. Mm. And so the whole point of this Cinderella is like, she's bad and she's edgy and she's like, and (laughs) so uh, the girl playing Cinderella came out for like the press conference. And she was like, I'm so excited to be playing this role, but I'm not just Cinderella. I'm bad Cinderella. And then they play the song called bad Cinderella. (laughs) And she, Being a a beautiful, delightful musical theater girl. Yes. Wearing her heels like starts to turn to one direction and then realizes like, oh, no, I should go in another the other direction because that's where this paint can is. So she's like, ooh, and then she like turns around, (laughs) goes the other way and gets like a spray paint can from behind. First, she like looks for it and then she grabs it and then she goes and she shakes it and then she sprays bad on Mm. the big poster that just says Cinderella behind her. And it's. (laughs) Like with the song "Bad Cinderella playing, and it was a great idea in someone's head, and like it's it was a very cute idea, but like, I don't think it really had the effects that they were hoping it would have the effects because it was you know just a delightful musical theater girl, and like this in wearing this cute little outfit and heels and everything like trying to be bad and like spray painting right. this, it just and people were like, "I don't know how edgy this is." It was it was very
0: cute. Right. But it,
1: it was one that could have been saved to drafts.
0: Absolutely. As uh,
1: someone as again once said. Yes. We'll, we'll C- talk about this person.
0: Exactly. Because Katy Perry, when she was debuting that album, Witness, for whatever reason, like locked herself in the Big Brother house for I don't even remember how long. And she was like live streaming everything for like at least three days, maybe a week or something. Yeah. And it's like, you see her like waking up and like, I don't know, going to therapy. I remember her doing. Was she
1: completely by herself and like therapy
0: was I like through? I think there were other people. No, no, no. There okay. were people there okay. that were coming in and out. I forget. I out. totally forgot about this. It was very strange. It was also a little bit earlier when Gaga, even though as much as we stand behind our pop, the album, when the vomit artist appeared and threw up on her, that was when I had to bow out. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that was when I was like you know what that's a little too far for me personally and so that came up in the chat I also think sometimes an artist is thinking oh I'm going to change my sound completely and do something that's so new and different and the people won't know what hit them and hey
1: sometimes it works sometimes Sometimes it does it really works but
0: when it doesn't it really doesn't some examples that come to mind jewel with intuition remember that song that came out that was like a she's like i'm it's a send up of pop music but it just was pop music but it was bad and it's like well if you're like acoustic guitar folk girl what's this i think i don't know if we call man of the woods like a really big departure for justin timberlake but whatever that was was bad <laughs> um <laughs> you can't just be like oh, this album was bad i, I, I can't it was i <laughs> so, think
1: but does that count as like a marketing thing well
0: i think he was the, the sonically like we're changing the style i'm going to be the man of the woods like the visual part of that album and the visual representation of justin Timberlake was as bad as the music so <laughs> it's kind of work because it was in line okay but it was you know a, a career killer Or like Career like a Macklemore song you like. (laughs) Downtown is a great song, and
1: I will (laughs) die on that damn hill. And that music video is budget. Mm. Budget, baby. Mm. It's a great song. Um, but yeah all of these are ideas that you know if they had approached me and been like this is the idea I have I would have initially been like you know what that's a really fun
0: idea mm. but then I would have
1: thought about it a little more and been like you know what send yourself an email
0: yes save as draft hello there's I'm, I'm telling you it is the key to life sending yeah. oneself an email yeah uh, we also got one other
1: another uh, question from Christian yes our dear friend Christian who asked what song do you think represents your life and your outlook on life mm. I believe the question was yes um um, immediately, the song that popped up in my head mm. would have been. What song would you get? Would you guess a song for me? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, so the song that immediately popped up for me is one of my favorite songs by Carly Simon, mm. which is an Oscar-winning song called "Let the River Run" mm. from the musical Working Girl. Okay. I don't know why. But, like, for some reason, the energy behind that song, I think, represents how I feel about myself really, really well. Mm, Okay. I don't know why that was the first song that came uh, to mind. Right. I get very defensive about that song because I love it so much. I remember— Did people come for the song? My ex-boyfriend did. Oh. What? One time when we were going through
0: our breakup. So I was already mad at him. During the breakup, he came for your favorite song? Like, like during one the
1: the weeks of the breakup, oh. like as we were, you know, because we were living together. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I was like, oh my God, you know, the movie Working Girl, like I just have been listening to the song that won the Oscar for best song that was written for the movie. And I'm just obsessed with it. It's mm. called Let the River Run. And I made him listen to it and he listened to it and he was like, that was so
0: cheesy. And wow. I said,
1: You go back to your side of the room. Okay. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. It I, am, seem, I am already mad at I, you. I, I was gonna say it does seem harsh. Just like just let Matt Steele have that let ex-boyfriend. Have song, let him okay? have his song. Um, I'd say all encompassing. Uh, there's a song by Lannis Morset at the end of her underrated so-called chaos album called Incomplete. Oh, it's great. And it's just about like how much of our lives we spend trying to find the finish line and being like okay once I reach this level of uh, you know level of my career or once I find a boyfriend or start a family or once I get this thing there's always a dangling carrot in front of us that Mm -hmm. we're like my whole life will come together as soon as I'm you know in a long happy relationship as soon as you know everything comes into place for me that's when I can really start living as soon as like I find religion like that's when I can start living but it's like maybe it's all just about the running it's all about moving day to day like you don't always need to have this point in your life where like oh now I feel whole it's like you can be whole now and I knew someone who, who was very about this and he was like essentially like I don't think it lasted for very long, but there was a moment in his life where he was like, "If until I achieve my career goals, like that's all I'm focusing on, like really giving a hundred percent." And it's (laughs) one thing to give a hundred percent into your career or your love, whatever you love in your life. But it's also like you cannot not enjoy life until you achieve every goal. Like mm-hmm. that is not workable. Mm-hmm. And so that realization is something that is talked about in incomplete. And I think that is a lovely sentiment that I try to keep in mind. It's
1: very much uh, Beyonce with the, on the treadmill with exactly. the Oscar. It's, it's like Beyonce <laughs> yes. didn't get that Oscar, but... I mean I I'm sure she like learned so much through that process I'm sure she did. of you know starring in Dreamgirls and working towards that
0: yes. and everything and and doing the master cleanse doing the master cleanse <laughs> yes. and
1: it's because of that lemon juice and cayenne pepper diet that she <laughs> has become the uh, mogul that she is today. And now like the thing with Beyonce is I'm just like, she doesn't need a fucking Oscar. I know. Like She doesn't need anything she doesn't. anymore. She doesn't need that album of the year Grammy anymore. I mean, we'd love if she had it. And uh, you know, we'd love if she had all these things and everything, but like she is Beyonce. I like know. that's, that's a whole like thing in itself. Yes. Like, so it's all about, it's all about the run. See, right. for you, I thought I totally was trying to guess a song where the sentiment was like, delete his number. <laughs>
0: Which I think is also a good I, idea. I was
1: like, damn, what's a good song that like is about that? Mm. And I couldn't think of anyone. Off
0: the I think my on my also my darker days, I feel <laughs> like it's Outside by Mariah Carey because you'll always be somewhere on the outside. <laughs> and then on the lighter days, it's Can't Take That Away by Mariah Carey. OK. There's a light. I do love Can't Take oh! That Away. And that dance mix. <laughs> there's a light that shines in me. That's a uh, Diane Warren, right? Is that the. Uh, yes, they did co-write that together. And Diane doesn't do a lot of co-writes, and that's why, you know, that's when Mariah and Diane were on that red carpet, and Mariah pushed her. I <laughs> remember <can't>. that. <laughs> and Mariah was like, "Okay, we're done with pictures." Yes, yeah, so the devil pictures of her. Thank you. I, that's so funny, Matt Steele. Yes, I have a question for you. Yes, what has been giving you moments, darling? Guys, the gay
1: movie of the year <laughs> is out. Tar has been released to limited theaters. It will be—I forget when it goes wide. Probably like in like two weeks or something mm. like that. Um, Tar, starring Kate Blanchett, directed by Todd Field. It's his first movie in sixteen years. Oh my god! Yeah, he his last movie was Little Children in two thousand six. Um, Tar is essentially about this fictionalized composer, EGOT winner, who, not well, she is a composer as well, but she's mainly known as being a conductor. Okay. Um, she's an EGOT winner, and she, uh, her name is Lydia Tarr, and she's play, played by Kate Blanchett, and she is just this fierce power lesbian who wears nothing but button downs, <laughs> and I she, like her already. Oh my, oh my God. She's incredible. And she is about to uh, conduct, she's about to record like a symphony orchestra, uh, playing Mahler's final movement or something. I forgot. And, uh, (laughs) she's going to be the conductor for it. And so it's all about her preparation for that concert. And along the way, things are revealed about, um, Lydia Tarr's like previous relationships with, um, you know, younger, uh, aspiring conductors who she took under her wing. Mm. Um, and all throughout the movie, she's a very manipulative woman and you just see her, her how she oh, gets her way with various different things and everything. Um, and it's just wild. Really? Like, And the thing is, for the first, like, 45 minutes, it's a bunch of her having fancy lunches with a bunch of guys <laughs> talking about music and you're just like, what the hell am I watching? Like, what is this? Like, right, And you're like, okay, something's been going to happen. <laughs> and then it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Um, and you don't know, like, it, I'm not going to say like what she's accused of or anything, right. but you don't know if she's guilty or if she's innocent. But the whole movie, like as it goes along, verges on this, um, It's like vaguely like teeters and toys with being a psychological thriller, Mm. but then it's not like it's it's like a genre I cannot define. Like it it was just a an amazing two and a half hours sitting there watching her performances. Absolutely astounding. Like she is phenomenal. And she's going to win an Oscar. I mean that's That's a great question I mean that would be Her third Oscar That's That's hard To get And you know Best actress is Pretty open This Mm. year Um so, I don't know. It could be Michelle Yao. It could be Michelle Williams now that she's campaigning for lead. Um, it could be Margot Robbie for Babylon, or it could be Kate Blanchett. Also, the woman who, um, Danielle uh, Dwyler, Dwyler, mm. I, f- I forget her last name, uh, who is in the movie Till, oh. is apparently phenomenal. Wow. Like, people are like, there are a lot of, like movie pundits who are just like this is the best performance of the year like so best actress is going to be a bloodbath this year which you know we all love but <laughs> if you are interested in something like that i beg of you to see tar the way so many elements are used like the way sound is used mm. in the movie is just brilliant the way the cinematography is amazing there's one scene where she's teaching a juilliard class that's like a really great scene and it's all shot in one take and it's just like Shat. floating around the entire room um, the, the way music is used, the S the sound of the music is just so impactful that like, you can't get that on a small screen in your living room, like go see it in a theater hmm. so you can just be blasted by it. It's so, so, so good. All right. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Well, I guess we got to see Tar. <laughs> go see. Oh, I can't wait for you to sit in that movie theater and see Tar. I'll wait. For I can't well. wait for you to sit there as cause the, uh, movies credits are like, in the beginning. Mm. So you have to sit through like two and a half minutes of just
0: names <laughs> <laughs> for a while. I mean, I might wait till it's on streaming. If we're <laughs> going to be completely honest, that's
1: why um, I'm kind of like, Oh, are Oscar voters like really gonna, I could see it getting nominated for a lot, like especially director actress picture. Right. Um, but I could see some voters like watching it and being like, I'm not sitting through these opening <laughs> credits. Get
0: out of here. If they can sit there. Come on. I hope they do.
1: If you say you love movies as much as you do sit through the opening credits,
0: not that hard. Uh, so for me, on the Discord, which you can join if you become a patron by going to patreon.com slash 2gaymats, hey. <laughs> there's been a lot of hubbub, a lot of talk about an album that I was putting off listening to just because, you know, we listen to a lot of albums yeah. as part of the channel. Uh, but this past week, I finally got into the Muna album, and they are a, a trio of queer ladies, I believe. And they are on Phoebe Bridgers' label, which I did not realize until I wikipedia them. Okay. And they've put out this incredible like, confessional electric pop, electro pop, but like, still very much band kind of music. And so lyrically strong, I have several favorites. What I want was the one that I believe someone emailed, requested us listen to, and you listen to it and I didn't. You are right. What I want is so excellent. I know. A joyous, like celebratory moment. That song is, you know, she wants to dance in the middle of a gay bar. We've all been there. She wants to like find a girl who wants to date her. It's just so joyful. The melodies are unbelievable. The instrumentation. I love how Cynthia it is throughout. There are several highlights. I uh, anything but me, I think, is very good. Just the conceptually, it's like I can no longer be with you, but call me if you need anything, anything but me. You know it's a tough one. That's the thing is like these are really emotionally mm-hmm. kind of heavy hitters. A lot of them are great. There's a song mm-hmm. a track four "Home by Now," which is just so unbelievably good and anyone who's ever like been in and out of a dating situation can probably relate to it. Its basically begins like, "I see you're selling all your stuff, like you're selling your piano and all your stuff. And I wonder, are you moving? Are you just strapped up for cash? But ever since I decided to like not be in your life, this is these are the rights that I give up, knowing what you're doing with this stuff. That's those are <laughs> hard rights to give up, and you do, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And the chorus is essentially like, do I, do I have? too many expectations. Like all these rain checks kept building up. If I had held on a little bit longer, would we have turned a corner? Like, would we be just like getting home by now? Like to get like, could it have worked? But I made this decision that it's over now. Things are different. I have to let you be in your life while I am in mine. And even though, even if it's a true, I wish you all the best situation, you're on different tracks Mm -hmm. and to make sure everyone emotionally is safe And saying it's best that they go separate ways sometimes, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be at peace with that. Because beyond someone being, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend, they, you know, at some point become your best friend. You, like, are used to checking in with them and, like, getting out of the habit of doing that and forfeiting the right to be in their life in some ways, sometimes in certain situations, is tough to do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, that it's the <laughs> toughest thing Tough to, to do.
0: do. And this song really encapsulates that feeling, which I feel like doesn't get talked about as specifically as it's talked about here. Yeah. No. Oh,
1: I, when the album came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this album. It was like beginning to end great. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I haven't listened to it since. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, this is fucking excellent pop music. It's so music. great. It's yeah. so great.
0: And so, next up on my list, Tovlo. I feel like every gay is on my Twitter feed talking about how great the Tovlo album is. And the song SG Lewis is unbelievable. And it's just like, I haven't listened yet, but I will.
1: I just think it's so funny that in the beginning of our folklore review, <laughs> I literally, like our video, I literally say, you know, I don't think cardigan is a word that really sings well. Like it's, it's weird to have in a song. Like it's a word that it just doesn't sing well. Like no matter how much you want to put a metaphor to it, it <laughs> doesn't sing well. It's kind of like the word grapefruit.
0: And then Tovlo's single. One
1: year later, Tovlo releases a song called <laughs> Grapefruit. Guarantee you,
0: she got that idea from me. Oh, I yeah. will take twenty percent. I don't know that that's true, but good luck in court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling my lawyer now. Stranger music cases have been won, so honestly, good luck. It could happen.
1: If uh, what's up, blur lines.
0: Uh, uh, and yeah, it was uh, Blurred Lines and Marvin Gaye. If
1: Marvin Gaye can get money from Blurred Lines, I can get some money
0: from <laughs> Toblo. <laughs> Don't do that. Toblo doesn't have that much money.
1: <laughs> Listen, Toblo, if you just give us a shout out,
0: we'll take that. I'll take
1: that. We'll take Thank that. you.
0: Uh, all right. So I think that's it for me. Is there anything
1: you need to tell the people? Just that I love you all. I can't wait to rip this hoodie off.
0: All right. And also, if you are available uh, this Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific time or midnight Eastern, we will be going live on YouTube and having a listening party. And listen, uh, you know, having a first listen to Taylor Swift's new album, Midnights. And you should come join. There's so much fun. I have a feeling this one's going to be crazy because it's Taylor Swift and a lot of people want to have a listening party about that. So hopefully we see you there. Hopefully. God, I
1: feel like everything the last like two months of my life has been leading Honestly. up to. Honestly. And was it even announced two months, a whole two months ago? I don't even know, but I'll just say two months because it's true regardless. I remember. Has been leading up to this live listening party for Midnights. I remember
0: sitting in. In the Seattle airport when she was on the VMAs and like announcing this album. And I was like, fucking <laughs> hey. Like it's just, it's been overwhelming. It's going to be fun. I took the day off the next day. I just know that I'm going to feel like I got hit by a bus after we do it. Oh, absolutely! You know, like there's no way around it. I
1: feel like we got hit by I feel like I got hit by a bus after I do these live podcasts <laughs> and everything because you I, know we give hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
0: Oh my god! Well, guys, I think that's it for us. Thank you so much for watching or listening, and we'll be back next week with more Two K Man's the podcast. Bye bye.